0: Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlocks big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book, The Art of Loving. Since the dawn of humanity, we have debated the true nature of love. Some believe that love is only experienced between two strangers who, through chance or fate, meet and form a deep and almost unbreakable bond. Others say that love has a wider purview. Its definition includes the feelings shared between relatives. In truth, there are many kinds of love. Regardless of the type, whether it be parental or erotic, brotherly, or even love of the self, love is not something that is created spontaneously. The connection between family members or lovers is not simply born into them. It requires work, time, communication, understanding, and sometimes sacrifice. It is an art that requires an understanding of theoretical knowledge and practical efforts to master. Although it is not an easy path, From shows us how to take real measurable steps to improve our proficiency in loving others and being loved. The first step in this process is overcoming our own misconceptions about love and human connection. It can be difficult to identify what, if any, issues we have surrounding our ideas of affection as it requires immense amounts of self-reflection. To complicate matters further, everyone has their own personalized set of problems related to love. For example, some people think that relationships are monodirectional in that they revolve around being loved, not loving. Some people may think that love is a question of finding a suitable target to love, rather than a question of ability or mutual understanding. Another fatal mistake is believing that once you have fallen in love, the emotion is immutable and eternal. The author of this book, Eric Fromm, provides a profound analysis of what it means to love, how love affects us, and how we can affect the way we engage with the love present in our lives. Only by actively working hard to develop one's total personality and creativity, he believes, can one truly understand and obtain love. We've broken Fromm's work into three main sections. The first part, the meaning of love. The second part, types of love. And the third part, the practice of love. As said above, love is difficult to define. For millennia we, as a species, have tried to give it a singular universal meaning. This dogged approach is often self-defeating. From describes the three most common misconceptions about love and points out that they place such a beautifully chaotic emotion into a neat box. The first is that people often regard love as a binary question of whether they are loved or not. Therefore, their efforts are targeted at how to get a maximal amount of love. And thus, they focus on attracting the attention of others. Men who hold this view work hard to improve their status and gain more power. Their female ideological counterparts, however, tend to be keen to go shopping, dress themselves up, and even go for plastic surgery. Both sexes may attempt to adopt superior social skills in an attempt to make their speech and behavior more elegant and charming. Whichever method they choose, the singular purpose is to gain more attention and thus to be loved. The second common misunderstanding is what many people refer to as finding their soulmate. That is, people select their spouses according to fixed standards and they view a lack of love as the outcome of choosing the wrong partner. In modern society, choosing the target of our love is incredibly difficult as there are an overwhelming amount of options. Dating apps allow us to meet hundreds or thousands of potential partners, and if a relationship is not working out it is relatively easy to leave and quickly start again. Those who are adherent to soulmate theory can get trapped in a cycle where a relationship isn't working and, instead of trying to work things out, they are more likely to believe they just haven't found the right person and try again. This usually repeats over and over as no relationship is without its problems. Those attempting to love each other must learn to work through problems rather than avoiding them by finding someone else. The third misconception is that people confuse infatuation with love. For example, a pair of lonely strangers meet and begin dating. In the beginning, they want to be around each other all the time and, when separated, they constantly think of one another. Some people may think this constant craving for their partner's company is love. For those who have suffered from loneliness for so long, having someone to accompany them is beautiful, cathartic, and may seem to be the answer to all of their life's problems. But with time, as the two people gradually become more familiar with each other, This obsessive infatuation will wane. Now the couple has exited the honeymoon phase and must begin to see their partner as they really are. This emotional paradigm shift often comes with quarrels, disappointments, boredom, and even the total disintegration of what used to be a functional relationship. The important takeaway here is that it is normal to experience infatuation, the crazy rush of attraction that occurs in any new relationship. However, it is more important to recognize this for what it is and that real love-building will occur after this emotional storm has blown itself out. If you find yourself following any of these three strategies to find lasting love, you will inevitably find yourself disappointed. So what is the secret to long-lasting, stable love? From points out love is an art and it requires knowledge and effort. In other words, love is not something simply attracted via social manipulation, discovered along with the right person, or fueled by spontaneous and obsessive emotions. It is more of a skill or ability obtained through active learning and practice. Only after self-reflection, repetition, and dedication to understanding love can we build a long-lasting form of it. It's like music, calligraphy, or dancing. If we don't put in the effort to learn, it is impossible to play a piece of music, write beautiful calligraphy, or salsa without stepping on our partner's toes. This may seem like a lot of work and, to be honest, it can be but once you have developed the ability to love and be loved in a healthy way, this skill will stay with you for the rest of your life. One incentive for engaging in the practice of healthy love is that it is the most effective way to overcome loneliness. Humans are social creatures and have an innate need to overcome loneliness. However, without knowing how to effectively love and be loved, we often slip into less beneficial habits. A common method to avoid engaging with our sense of loneliness is to adopt harmful coping strategies such as hypersexuality, drug use, and placing ourselves in danger. When someone is extremely excited, their brains are overwhelmed with stimulation, forcing them to focus on the moment they are in. This state temporarily removes thoughts of loneliness, but after the avoidance activity is over, negative emotions will return, and they have to indulge again to escape from the miserable trap of loneliness. Eventually, frequent repetitions become a habit of addiction. This kind of approach does nothing to solve the underlying issue of loneliness and only leads to more anxiety and potentially a downward spiral in life. Another path to avoid the insidious creep of loneliness is conformity. People choose to conform with the masses, live according to the way most people behave, and do things according to popular views. In this way, they feel that they are part of a group and will not feel lonely. This does work, but comes at the cost of personal expression, eventually wearing down a person's individual personality traits. Once someone deviates from the norm, they will be rejected by the herd, leaving themselves in a position of isolation, and loneliness will resurface. The opposite of this approach is that of creative activity. This method celebrates the individual's ability to produce something of value on their own, such as an artist and their painting or a farmer and their crops. However, in the modern age, there are few opportunities for creative work. Today, most jobs are pre programmed and rather mindless. Whether they are office workers or members of the assembly line, they must follow the procedures and methods of their employer, making it almost impossible to reflect one's personality in their job. Since we are limited by our society or even our own failed attempts at overcoming loneliness, from look towards how we can functionally solve this problem in the face of these obstacles, he remarks in the book, the full answer lies in the achievement of interpersonal union, a fusion with another person in love. However, even at this point, we are not out of danger. We learned that love is an art and the most effective way to overcome loneliness. We saw how without love, we might fall into counterproductive or dangerous behaviors. But even when you have found someone to love and are working on forming the aforementioned interpersonal union, you still need to be wary of creating an immature connection. Not all unions are of equal quality and without critical thought and reflection, you may open yourself up to the disastrous outcomes of this type of love. To give an example, a symbiotic union is a form of immature love not unlike the relationship between a fetus and its mother. The fetus survives with the help of the mother's body and has no independence at all. The mother also obtains psychological satisfaction by gestating a fetus and feels pride and gains meaning. They are two individuals but exist as one inseparable entity. From posits that in love, it is the loss of individuality that causes a breakdown in functional love. He dives deeper into this by describing the two main categories of dysfunctional unions. Passive symbiotic union, also called masochism, is characterized by obedience. The submissive person mainly obeys their partner, accepting the protection and orders of this person. Thus their direction in life is almost entirely dictated by an external mind, and they are effectively an appendage of another human. As the relationship continues, the masochist will begin to lose various aspects of their personality until their whole being is made up of the wishes and desires of another, while the beneficial side at the surface is that they can avoid loneliness. The opposite of this is an active symbiotic union, otherwise known as sadism. The sadist gets rid of their loneliness by making the abused a part of himself. They feel that by demonstrating their control over another human being, they are exhibiting traits of greatness and power. Although the abuser is the opposite of the abused, the two have much in common. They have no independence from each other as they derive their individual escapes from loneliness via their symbiotic connection. This immature form of love does allow people to get rid of their loneliness but makes both parties lose their independence and integrity. The mature form of love refers to a union where two people are linked via a relationship but can maintain their integrity and independence. Mature love is not about accepting something from the other person but about giving it proactively. Rather than sacrificing something that belongs to yourself, an act that weakens you, from sees the act of giving is the highest expression of potency. Through giving, a productive person can experience their strength, wealth, potential, and then experience happiness and meaning. If a wealthy person is stingy and reluctant to give, he stays as a miser forever. He will never realize the happiness of his ability to help others. Of course, mature love also includes the positive characteristics of care, responsibility, respect, and understanding. If a parent does not care about their children, no one will believe that they love them. This best exemplifies another element of love, responsibility. From defines this not as an external compulsion but a completely conscious and voluntary act. However, being responsible for the other party does not mean that you have the control over the other party. Instead, you respect the other party, respect their personality, and let them grow freely according to their wishes. Of course, these are all based on understanding. Only if you have an in-depth understanding of the other person can you care for each other, be responsible, and have mutual respect. Without understanding, there would be no foundation to build a relationship on. The union would be based on blind faith, which would collapse the moment one of the individuals questioned any aspect of the partnership. And so we reach the end of the first part. We've seen that love is an art that needs to be learned via practice. Only with the ability to love can one eliminate one's loneliness. The only way to do this healthily is to engage in mature love, full of creativity and independence, and avoid symbiotic unions. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for Buki at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.